0: We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready Absolutely dominant
1: on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys, our back Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Perception The Show. All right, everyone. Welcome. Reception Perception The Show. No James Co. again on this episode. Our guy is is taking care of some real-life business, all right? So uh, it's just left to me to do whatever I want on the show this week, bring in whoever I want. We had a great episode with Matt Waldman to start this week off. Now, on our second episode, I am very excited to welcome in a guy who I I don't think I've done a show with so far, but I have met IRL, uh, one of my favorite people, legitimately, I'm not just gassing you up just because you're on the show, one of my favorite people to listen to, to talk ball with, very excited to welcome to the show, Nate Tice of The Athletic and a fellow colleague at Yahoo yes. Sports.
0: Nate, what's going on, buddy? I'm glad I came on the show after we're co workers because that intro might not have been as, as nice. It would have just been like, yeah, this yeah. here's some dude. Here's some <laughs> guy. Uh, that, no, but no, I'm very happy to be here. It's been long overdue that we've done a show together. So I'm very excited. No, thank you for the intro. I. Obviously, love your stuff. I think a lot of people do. So I'm excited that we get to sit down and talk some receivers, which is great. Always love that.
1: Hell yeah, man. Uh, Very excited to do that today. We're going to be talking quarterbacks and wide receiver connections. Sort of a little check-in here at the almost midway point of the season. We're going to talk some quarterback wide receiver uh, connections that have impressed us and disappointed us so far this season. Before we get into that, a couple of notes about the site uh the reception hopefully you all are subscribing to that if you're also subscribing to the podcast i have added uh the following wide receivers to the in-season tracker Devonte smith george pickens romeo dobbs jonathan mingo and probably by the time you're listening to this chris olave as well i've got hopefully more coming on friday That's a promise. More on Friday. I know I said that last week and I lied to you all, but I'm not lying this time. There will be more up on Friday. Maybe we'll talk about some of those guys on this episode. We shall see. And also Derek Klassen has his weekly quarterback profile. It's on Justin Herbert after a disappointing Monday night effort against the Cowboys. I'm sure the the takes and responses to that will be totally reasonable, Nate, because they always are with Justin Herbert. But yeah, uh, very excited to check out Derek's work and yeah Derek is one of the I would say top three people I like to talk or and hear talk about the quarterbacks but Nate is as well in my top three rankings so that's I'm why not. he's on the show so Nate let's start I'm on positive. the podium
0: that's all that's all I need to know I'm on the podium I want a medal I, I want a yeah. medal
1: but <laughs>
0: there you go. yeah you're up there I mean hey we, we you know Derek works for us so that's like the <laughs> <laughs> Derek's the best, so I'm so fired up that he's working for you guys because Derek's great. I, I love yeah. Derek's stuff too. We're just gassing yeah. all of each other up. It's it's great. Everyone's great.
1: <laughs> exactly right. Well, the people we don't like, we'll talk about that after the show. Yeah, we'll and do that. So, uh, <laughs> so right, we very, very high school of us. Yeah, for sure. Okay, but let's start positive here and let's talk about the quarterbacks and wide receiver connections that have um, impressed us so far through six weeks of the NFL season. Uh, Nate, you are the guest. I'll let you go first. Give me your connection that's impressed you so far this year.
0: Uh, I'll go with, actually, because this is a good segue. I'm trying to get better at segueing, as I have to host once a week now. But I'm going to go, actually, with the quarterback that Derek Mm -hmm. Lassen is going to be reviewing this week and his top Mm -hmm. receiver this year, and that's Justin Herbert to Keenan Allen. I, I think these two have just been just a pleasure. To watch even if they yeah. missed the double move on on monday night i i do think these two their chemistry has been great keenan allen of course working from the slot but then herbert just firing bb after bb to him with a coach that and and, Ke- uh, and kellen moore who has kind of carried over some of the stuff he did with cd lamb uh working from him with from the slot and keenan allen's just a fantastic route runner so these two have just been a first down factory ton of fun to watch and just say i knew they were good together but it's nice when Keenan Allen's fully healthy and playing every game at every snap. It's really nice to see this connection happening.
1: Yeah, it's been awesome to watch this year. I will say uh, going into this year, I was concerned a little bit about Keenan Allen because – like if you look at him in reception perception uh over the last like since 2015 from 2015 to 2020 he has been 77.1% success rate versus man uh 77.6%, 76.6, 76.6, 77.3 in 2020 just consistently <laughs> high level one of the best separators against man coverage and then in 21 he dips down to 74% and then in 22 he dips down to 66.9% and I will say, Nate, the one thing that I am the least confident in projecting generally, but especially with my own data with reception perception, is the age cliff. So I was concerned, like, all right, are we getting towards an age cliff point with Keenan Allen, or was this an injury-wrecked sample in 2022 because he was coming back from a hamstring injury? And, you know, I host a show with Austin Eckler. I knew how much, like... Keenan was struggling to get back from that hamstring injury. So I was a little concerned about Keenan coming into this year, but it's been one of the happiest L's I've ever had to take it that is. he's still performing at a high level.
0: I, that's, I kind of was just like, this is his new, he's 80% of what he used to be. He's going to be fine. He'll only play 12, 13 games. Okay. This is just what we're going to get used to. And he's still going to be good. I think he'll bounce her. And it was, oh, He's still got this. Like he's still like very good. He's still a chain mover. So I'm with you. It wasn't that I was like, oh, he's totally like you say. I I wouldn't say it was the cliff. I just thought it was like the steady decline that we might see. But it's no. It's just a a, another kind of renaissance here for him. But I yes, I think it's a pleasant surprise. And I'll 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 say this too. Like my concern
1: with the offense is kind of still present a little bit though because
0: (laughs) 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 because Kellen Moore comes from the same. Tree kind of as Joe mm-hmm. Lombardi, which is kind of funny. That's what people have, I think. Mis- There's a little misconception about this offense. They have the Sean Payton, Joe Lombardi, that uh, offense. Kellen Moore, his first kind of DNA was through uh Scott Linehan, who mm-hmm. actually was my dad's offense coordinator with the Vikings in the early early aughts. But that kind of offense is more of the. That early two thousands vertical five step drop back offense that we kind of has more North Turner to it than we see with right. more of the West Coast system that we see it throughout the uh, all the Shanahan guys throughout the league right now. So it's kind of its own element. But that's funny is that they c- went from the same tree and the, they're cousins in a weird way. These offensive systems that Joe Lombardi, Kellen Moore do. So I, some of the concerns that you might have, I, it's like probably the same stuff because it's the same DNA that these offenses have
1: it's not even so much conceptually too because yeah i'm with you that i didn't expect it to be this oh like a total turnaround to something yeah. completely different the dolphin um,
0: stuff like uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah right like we were never gonna get that i actually think they've done a much better job and it's yeah. been unfortunate because we've only seen eckler in better. like one and a half games really yeah. or like one and three quarters games but i think they've done better with designing their run game so far actually yes. than their past game in a weird way but my concern really isn't necessarily so much schematically. Um, you mentioned Keenan Allen; like, I think you're right to say he's about 80 percent of, of himself. Like his reception perception through so far this year, the two games I've looked at at least, it's it's really more akin to 2021 than it is the the Kay. elite prior. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's where we're at with him. And my concern really is with the other players in, in the receiver room um, because, yeah. dude, like, once Mike Williams goes down,
0: who's your shot player here? Yes, that's the vertical element. That is, and that, and these offenses that isolate the receiver and love to, that's what Mike Williams is. The, he's the true X. He's, that's mm-hmm. what, that's what these offenses like and need. Like Joshua Palmer to me is like a nice auxiliary player. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's kind of a do it all guy, but you know, he's not great at anything. And I think no one is as, Again, is like perceiving him that way. I want. I now I just want to say perception, like over and over, because I'm on the show and I keep seeing it as I look at the screen. So it's um, gonna be tough, buddy. Uh, it's tough. It's what. tough. It's <laughs> tough. Uh, but no, but like I think that's. I totally agree with you. That's why hopefully Eckler comes back because they. But again, you're not getting. This has been the issue with this offense that condensed feeling it has. Quinn Johnson's been underwhelming so far, and I think, yeah. and he's better horizontally than vertically. He's a catch and run guy. So the guy again, it's just like, where is this going to come from? So again, I have some, yeah. So personnel and schematic issues. What else, what else can we throw out there as well? But I do think Kellen Moore, I, I want to kind of like amend what I was saying was that he has been um, he's way better than Joe Lombardi. Just saying that their DNA is similar, <laughs> but he is he has way better emotions better. The uh the run game, like you said, the personnel has been more creative. Like he has a little bit more flair than Joe Lombardi ever did.
1: Yeah, but the multiple tight end stuff has actually been pretty fun there, and it was fun in Dallas, and and yeah, yeah I, I like overall what Kellen Moore has done there for sure, and I really am just – like I said, you got to have takes on everybody, yeah, especially – I literally have to have a take on basically literally. a receiver in yes. the yes. NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so in case you're going to get some wrong, and if uh, being a year early or a couple years early on the Keenan Allen decline is one mm-hmm. of the things That's I got to take an L on, I will – like, hand me that L, baby. I'm I'm happy to take that. Cause I think before this last couple of years, he was like your favorite receiver's favorite receiver. Yeah. Um, even when I've still talked to some of the younger dudes um around the league right now, like they're like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, the first name out of their mouths, like I watch Keenan Allen's routes, and I think that's going to be the case going forward. Um, all right, I'll give one duo that I have been impressed with so far this year. And I was really looking forward to talking with you about this connection because Nate, I think if you ask any fantasy football player or fantasy football analyst, the fir- and obviously I'm I moonlight as one in, at my day job, um, the first, one of the first connections they're going to complain about is Trevor Lawrence to Calvin Ridley. But I would actually posit that if you think, and, and I'm curious if you agree with this, like I'm talking to you from just a football standpoint, I think Calvin Ridley has been exactly what the Jacksonville Jaguars need. And this connection has looked really, really good when yes. they've needed it. So I've been impressed with Calvin Ridley. I think there's been some issues with drops and some mistakes, yeah. and maybe that's rust. And I would say that he is, from a reception perception standpoint, he is at a, like right around his original career peak in success rate versus man. I think we're still looking to get him a little bit better against press coverage, but he's also had some difficult matchups, like AJ Terrell. That was a mm. good back and forth. But the Jaguars have also been like, all right, you're going to take away Calvin Ridley from us. We have a really, really good number two who's been disrespected for like two years now and was disrespected again by the fantasy community coming into this year in Christian Kirk, who's a solid player in his own right and will command volume. So I don't know, man. I think, again, when you watch Ridley play, he's been good. The comebacks, the curls, those routes have been incredible. I I think this has been a budding connection. And by December and hopefully January for Jacksonville, like maybe that's when we're starting to see the best of these two.
0: Yeah, I, I'm pretty bullish on the Jaguars overall. Their defense improvement's been awesome. But no, totally what you're saying is that from an eyeball test, it's been a delight watching Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley operate together. Uh, their time Calvin Ridley is one of the best route runners in the league. I, I really do think that. I, I know you you are an expert on that matter, but I he's up there for me. And just as efficient, he's efficient mover. Everything's available to him. He can win against like if he's running an out route against outside leverage, he can win, which is like, that's what you need guys to do. And he does it over and over. He's a true outside guy. And even if he doesn't have that kind of traditional, like Mike Williams build, like we just talked about, but him and with Trevor Lawrence, who is going to operate on time, no matter what and throw it to exactly where he needs to throw it pretty much always, it's been awesome watching him against the Bills. And yes, it's Kyrie Elam at times. Mm-hmm. It was that's what the Bills were presenting. They said, We're going to give you this one on one. We're going to pack the paint. You're not going to throw it to Christian Kirk. You're not going to work with, uh, with Evan Ingram too much over the middle. So, okay. All right. We're going to throw it outside. We got a one on one. We got a backup cornerback mm-hmm. out there, which is Pepperham. And Calvin, Ridley I think Elam would- kind of played well in that game. He too, did, he, he gave up catches
1: to to Calvin Ridley because yes, yo, Calvin is gonna put you in a blender. Like we're talking, yes. about he's a great route runner. But there were a couple times where like Elam would get broken, like yes. Ridley would break off the route, and Elam would kind of recover pretty well.
0: No, Elam has been. Better than I think even Bill's fans have realized. Like, yeah, because he was like he he became kind of a scapegoat character. Oh, oh, okay. First round pick, and you can't even start. Oh my God. And then now it's like these guys take time sometimes. But uh, no, really was it's just the Colts game in week one. Yes, he has Mm -hmm. had the drops, some brutal drops too, but just their chemistry, and I totally agree with you. And I thought this in the preseason, I it made sense to me. They they have the right skill set to work together which is it's just been very nice to see. This offense is picking up steam. The offensive line might have some issues. It's picking up steam. Their defense is really good, but I really like this Jags team overall. I love Trevor Lawrence. I just think I totally agree with you. I think that's just going to get better and better, and it's already, I think, paying dividends what you're seeing right now. Because it's only just like, Empty calorie stats. It's like real deal, hard routes with hard throws in big moments, big moments, and they're just doing it over and over.
1: That's that's the thing where I think from like a stats perspective, from a fantasy perspective, it's going to be tough because they're not going to give Ridley a lot of like little layup routes necessarily because he doesn't need those. He can win on the big boy routes as an outside X receiver on the backside, right? And like Trevor knows that that is available to him if he needs to go to it. Um, And he's going to have a lot of those like first read looks too. They're going to run a lot of stuff through him when the matchup dictates it. But again, I think he probably just, and I'm, I'm sure I'm a victim of, or I'm sure I'm guilty of this too, uh, steaming him up too high from a fantasy perspective. So
0: I'm sorry everybody for that part of it, but like, (laughs) he was one of my favorite bets for most receiving yards this year because he was like plus 3,600. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I got, I I got that
1: here too. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm,
0: I'm right there with you. I'm part of this, I'm part of this group as well.
1: But yeah, I think if we can convey that he is actually playing really well in isolation yes. I, and and I think that's exciting. And like I said, by the end of the year, maybe Ridley's ripping off like 80, 90, 100 yard games on the routine. I think that's certainly possible. Um, I just real quick on Trevor Lawrence. Where are you at with Lawrence? Because I would say he's I'm a fan of him as a quarterback, and yeah. I don't look at quarterbacks nearly with the same eye that you do and um you know, if you don't know this about Nate, he actually played the quarterback position uh, at Wisconsin. if you can see the uh, the, the 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 helmet we'll behind him. Yeah, Played yeah, well, you, <laughs> but yes, I was there. QB was uh, you know on the designation there. Uh, my you, name, yes. You you listen, you got a way better quarterback resume than I do. Uh, all right, buddy, my, my, my just my shoulder. You know,
0: I could have done <laughs> it, but right? my shoulder yeah, just Bumped yeah. it a couple uh,
1: times. No, but seriously, uh, from the Trevor Lawrence perspective, I, I would say I think he is a really really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I was maybe thinking he was going to take a leap this year. So far, I'm not sure that he totally has. But you can correct me if you think I'm wrong on that.
0: Yeah, I'm. I think he's already kind of there in that okay top five six conversation. No matter how you shake it, uh, I I he's, it's the most exciting 180 yards you'll ever see when you watch Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> it it's so it's, it's yeah. truly a he is. I I love how he plays. Like he is, and I think he's getting some fu back to his game as well. Like where he is trying to put daggers on people um he's a very smart quarterback he is great in the pocket his sack rates up a little bit but i think that's because of the offensive line um but his his ability to avoid sacks even get rid of throws uh which should be sacks with most most other guys that's what's really good quarterback quarterbacking right there he goes constantly to the right read you said oh yeah he goes to the first read or you know throws you know calvin or calvin really is going to be one of the first reads trevor gets to the right guy almost every single time he had a play against the Bills I highlighted on here on Yahoo and in, uh, in my column last week. It's a third down play. The Bills are making this look like man coverage all the way. Even how the Jaguars did a motion with the running back to identify man or zone, everything the Bills are indicating is man coverage. And Trevor Lawrence – or, I'm sorry, the Bills, when the b- snap of the ball, they break into cover two, you know, like a funky cover two look. Trevor with Ed Oliver about one foot away from him, confirms it and throws a corner route to Chris Kirk That's just like right in the perfect hole, but he's like post snap confirming he's doing it in a tight pocket. He's making a a total big boy throw to the field from the opposite hash into a tight pocket into a tight space. It gets covered too. It's like, That's the real deal stuff that, you know, that's what the real guys do. And I do, as someone that has some dynasty shares of Trevor Lawrence, I agree that it's kind of sometimes can be frustrating that, you know, he's only getting you 16 points when you're like, but when you watch him and watching him play in, play out, he's one of the best out there right now. He's fantastic. And I think this Jaguars team, again, I'm going to say this again, is I think they're just going to keep ascending throughout this year
1: yeah it's like one or two tweaks that i think this team can take and and we're really talking about a potential fireworks show so yeah um all right i'm glad we're we're both high on this connection give me another one that you've been impressed with so far this year
0: so that was that was one that we've kind of had in agreement with so i was that's why i was ready for some notes anyways but uh i'm gonna go with and i think this is one of the more surprises of fantasy and i think a pleasant surprise but that's uh puka nakua and matthew stafford but i would even say matthew stafford and the entire Rams team uh, right. <laughs> Puganakua, Cooper Cup, and now and Tutu Atwell as well. Um, so I think that that has been just, I think, just been fun. It's one of the most fun passing games, one of the most fun offenses right now. And I think there has been some fantasy frustrations with that as well. Uh, but I do. But that's a, another quarterback that's playing at a high, high level right now. Stafford, Stafford's truly having a season like, hey, remember me, guys? Uh, type of season right now and it's awesome that rams offense is so much fun right now they're actually way better than i think people are are assuming with them right now uh so yeah that that whole passing game and really whole offense has been one of my favorite most one that's impressed me and another pleasant surprise this year yeah
1: cooper cup's been incredible the last two weeks we're just like oh oh yeah yeah. Yeah, Brown guy. that guy yeah, right. <laughs> just come back and like you know lead the league in target share and, and just be consistently open all the time. I mean, he's just so much fun to watch. So awesome. He's got to be, you know, he had these like lower athletic measurables coming into the league. Um, he's always been one of the best zone beating receivers, um, in reception perception. He has the second highest success rate versus zone coverage I've ever charted since 2014. The only guy who's higher than him is Antonio Brown. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Just a guy that is probably yeah, that a guy. future Hall of Famer, but yeah, you know, yeah, as long as he doesn't, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as long as he stops talking, yeah, yeah. That, that's it getting getting arrested, stuff like that. Yeah. But anyways, po- point being Cooper cup is just such a good player, but Puka, I know you and I talked a, a little bit about Puka yeah. prior to the draft and we were both fans of his. I don't think necessarily we saw this coming, no. right? Like what he's done so far, <laughs> yeah. um, or we would have maybe even had like a first round grade. And I, I know I didn't, I know you probably didn't as well, but what's been impressive about him like from an in isolation standpoint and what do you think stafford has gravitated to with puka
0: Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think Puka Nakua first and foremost, well, he's a nice big target. He mm-hmm. is a true Z, which is awesome. Yes. Like a, that is what, that's a zone beater. Uh, and with, for a team that runs a lot of high lows, he can be a good low option and he's a good high option because he has some good vertical straight ahead speed. He's not the most agile guy. He's you no, know, he's a bigger body, but he's got good balance and everything. But that's why those, those dig routes that they run, those over routes where he's on the move and he's a big target. So it's, It's pretty awesome. It's a big target that can move. I I really, had a third-round grade on him, and Mm -hmm. the injury stuff was the big stuff with him. That's why he dropped a little bit. But how BYU used him, they'd use him on jet sweeps. They'd use him as a blocker. They'd use him inside and out. It's kind of like, wow, what offense would that be perfect for? The Rams. The LA so let's Rams. get them. The LA Rams under Sean McVay, and they use him perfectly. They use him as a lead blocker. He's a great blocker already. They put him on motion and do funky stuff with him in the pat play action game, run game, and just normal dropback game. So he is. I uh, you I think you've made the joke too. I think everyone has is that he is the true Robert Woods successor. Like that yeah, is what well. that's his role. And it's like it's he's a perfect fit for it. It, it couldn't have been a better f- player scheme fit, the Puka Nakua to the Rams. They use him wonderfully. So yeah, he's been just he's been great to watch. I, I really like it. Liked him anyways, but really like him now, of course. <laughs> yeah. Those like big over routes, I
1: think, are not yes. really Robert Woods-ish, but it's like what takes it from, you know. I well, I've joked for years that Amon Ra Saint Brown is Bud Light Cooper Cup and now we're yeah. kind of getting more towards like full body, you know, Bud Heavy Cooper Cup with Amon Ra but like um I if we're talking like what's taking Puka Nakua from Bud Light Robert Woods to just like full bodied Robert Woods it's the it's or even like maybe I know, I'm mixing up my beer
0: references here.
1: Like, you know, <laughs> if we're talking about like he's going to be IPA, Robert Woods, right? Uh, he, he, he's like big over routes. I think yeah. are are exciting for him, but maybe he's yeah, a perfect. stout,
0: maybe a little more bold. Yeah, <laughs> there
1: <go>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> pumpkin, pumpkin ale bourbon stout robert woods it is the season nate not for you Perfect. in vegas but i moved back no, to East Coast no, now and I'm, 82 used to degrees the I'm i'm full i'm full fall now man i'm, I'm trying to really enjoy this thing but I'm forcing uh, hoodie
0: weather into into my existence doesn't matter what the weather is right now it's, it's like it's october i'm wearing a hoodie <laughs> there you go uh so far the games i've
1: looked at for Nakua: 22.2 22.5 routes have been dig routes 83.3% success rate that has really been I'm with you where he has shined in this offense and I know there's been some concern about his ability to beat man coverage I so far haven't really seen that I think um I think he's been really solid uh, when asked just like line up in isolated coverage
0: yeah and usually guys that are good at over routes and digs are usually good at slants and uh, just because that big body and what what you're asked to do it's one break and go (laughs) it's a it's a plane break and not a helicopter break uh that's that's kind of how i want to like picture him you just want to keep going in a straight line uh so i yeah man hasn't because i he's i'm just trying to think what games like even in the colts game um, like when he had to go against some press, there he was totally fine. And I guess Seahawks,
1: honestly, week one, um, I thought was impressive too. Just and it was small, small glimpses because it was primary zone coverage. But yeah, like when he would line up against a, a, like a man press corner, and and that was like, you know, is this real or is this a flash in the pan? And for right. me, it was like, oh, no. When I saw like, I mean, even if it's you know, freaking five, seven routes a game, even he's running those man coverage routes, like that was what really bought me in right away.
0: For me, it was a classic listen to what the teams are telling you and how they're using him everywhere and featured yeah. in like big routes and like routes that are the primary on the concepts. I was like, Oh, okay. You guys like him. <laughs> like this is that, that was what I was like. That's sticky. Like, that's not just like, Oh, we have guys hurt and we have to play this, you know, day three rookie, you know, which was you know probably a little of it, but it was like, how they use him was like, Oh, they're using them at the point of attack on stuff. So that that's the indicator. Totally. It's like, yeah, it's like when you see a running back that they use in protection, it's like, Oh, they love this guy. Yeah, that, that's I mean, if you see a rookie running back in protection on third down, oh, that that means the team loves him. Buy that guy. <laughs> that's the that's the Jalen Warren buy right there.
1: <laughs> love it, love it. All right, I'll give another one that's impressed me so far: CJ Stroud and Nico Collins. Um, yeah. Nate, I have been holding my Nico Collins bag for so long, um like literally. It was the 2021 in season rookie report that I do for reception perception, where I'm like charting Nico Collins and he's playing with Davis Mills and all yeah. this like nonsense. And and I'm like, this guy, talk about a true X, like, is a true yes. X is in his rookie season. And I have always been very impressed, like, with his ability to run routes over the middle, dig routes, slant routes, and some of those like more in breaking. Yeah. Um, routes. In addition to being a vertical clasher down the field as that X receiver, I, I have just been super high on Nico for a long time, and honestly, like to the point where I was—I don't have any hair left, but if I did, I would have been pulling my hair out this off season. With people like CJ Stroud's got no one to throw to. It's like I'm sorry that you guys haven't watched Nico Collins play, but I'm telling you, like this guy can ball. And so far, we have seen, and oh. look, he has take he has taken a step as a player. I mean, he's like. Up yes. there in terms of yards per route run, he's leading the league, I think, right now in yards after catch per reception, which is like I know right. that I, I know I think that, that was his game. <laughs> no, no, no yeah. either. That was I was to yeah. say is I don't think it was really part of his game, uh, or was like a, gonna be a strength of his game at the yeah. very least. Like I said, I know that he could run those over the middle routes well, and like he's a smoother operator than people want to give him credit for. But I think a lot of that too is CJ Stroud's decisiveness and mm-hmm. his accuracy and his timing and like pinning that ball on him over the yes. middle. So that like sometimes Yak can be created by the receiver. There are certainly times like Debo Samuel, nobody creates Yak better than him. There's plenty of examples, but other times it can be created by the quarterback yeah. with accuracy and ball placement. And I think CJ Stroud has done that for Nico Collins.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Stroud is, Stroud's been, talk about a pleasure to watch. He has been fantastic. Uh, he, I always liked, I like Stroud coming. I want to talk about Stroud first to get to Collins because yes, what Stroud coming out is I, it was, I went back and forth. It was one a and one B with him and Richardson and how I, how I, my way to get around this discussion was if it was my money, it would be CJ Stroud. If I got to spend someone else's money, it'd be Anthony Richardson. That's how my I love it. that. That's perfect. work around it, work around it a little bit. Um, but with Stroud is that I, he was so clean. He was so accurate through a tight spiral every single time. He was an efficient mover. Okay. But you know, might be some adjustment, especially with tight pockets and pressure. And I was a little bit more optimistic about that, maybe than other people, but he has just been such great. It's a good offensive system too but just as such a clean operator. And so what you're saying is I totally agree that this scheme and how Stroud is just going, again, just like Trevor Lawrence, going to the right read, getting the ball out quickly. And no matter what, doesn't matter what the pocket is, whatever, that ball's coming out on time. That's going to boost every receiver. But how they're using Collins is – I'm trying to think of like a good comparison for it. It it wouldn't be like Sanu like with the Falcons when uh, when Kyle Shanahan was there, but it's like – it kind of is like kind of this bruiser X, like you kind of just said, it's not a Z it's an X, but it's a Z usage, but in an X role, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. Like they're doing some dirty work stuff with him, but then he's just catching these inbreakers. And I had no idea he had this juice in him. I thought he was going to be a straight vertical ball winner type that I liked more of a gallop type, maybe a little bit yep. better than that, but that's how I pictured him. And so it's cool to see this scheme and this quarterback Bring out something I'd even know this guy had. And I so I would say this has just been a total surprise for me. I like I was okay with Collins. I kind of liked him, but it was like whatever. I just thought he was another kind of maybe a number two in a good offense, maybe a high-end three type target, like a Gallup. And no, it was like, no, this guy has like just been so much more than I ever thought. So I agree with you. This has just been fantastic to watch, and especially because of Stroud, too, (laughs) who I just love.
1: Yeah, it's great that you bring up Michael Gallup because I um by the way, Michael Gallup makes me sad.
0: Oh, days. he's sad, man.
1: It's injuries suck. Uh injuries are the I worst. Know. But um in that rookie report that I mentioned. I know, I was like, I did like,
0: you did notice it. I was like uh two or three?
1: talking about Gallup. Well, because pre-injury, Michael Gallup was such a good player. And yes. that's like what I said about Nico Collins was in that rookie report. I said like, maybe he's like a poor man's T Higgins. And then like more realistically, maybe he's like a Michael Gallup. But I think honestly, like uh, the, the most popular joke in my discord these days is like, uh, is t higgins the poor man's nico collins these days so that, that's that's about where this season's going but yeah no th- that, that connection has just been fantastic 20.5 percent yeah. slant route rate 19.2 percent in the two games i uh, dig route rate in the two games i've sampled for collins who's yeah those routes have just been so cool to see oh, yeah. um these two guys connecting on so that's one of the been one of the surprises of the season even for me somebody who liked nico collins the yak and tackle breaking ability has been the thing that's kind of taken his game to the it's next re-
0: it's real too it's not like oh there's one fluky play yeah. that's doing a lot of heavy lifting it's consistently and it's not yeah i don't know how to describe it's not fluky tackle breaking like it's like real like bouncing off a guy it's not two defenders hitting each other and he gets credit for it like it's like no it's actually like him breaking out bouncing off a guy putting a move on a guy so no this was a great shout i'm, I'm glad you brought this uh, brought collins up yeah 100 he's been so fun to watch uh any other positive
1: ones you want to shine the light on before we uh, get negative here
0: yeah kind of uh more of a Yeah, these are more more. One's more of a hipster one, which is Lamar has a weird chemistry with Nelson Aguilar, which has been (laughs) not what I was expecting going into this year. They signed these receivers and drafted, you know, Zay Flowers, and it's like. The best chemistry he has might be Nelson Aguilar, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean Zay Flowers. He has a little bit of chemistry too. Yeah, but it's but yeah, I don't know. I think Nelson Aguilar and his kind of skill set—that's kind of what Lamar Lamar likes. But that one's been just that's more of like a schematic pleasant surprise I've seen this year. Uh, and maybe he's the only receiver that stayed healthy for him, so maybe that's why. Yeah, uh, that's probably you're a you're better. a
1: fellow Bateman uh, bro <sighs> as well. So that one's been. That's he's still like, I, I
0: know he dropped the one against Pittsburgh. I was so sad. I was like, come on, man. Like just do that for me. Like it's yeah, just right. so good. He's, he's still, I'm convinced. <laughs> I, okay, good. I'm glad we're in a, you're in a safe
1: space here because you can talk about this oh, because I think Bateman, like from a technique and a route yes. running standpoint in the short Area, yes. I think vertically, like we're still getting the juice back in our legs there and we'll see if it ever comes back. But right. I think like short and intermediate and that's why he was like wide ass open against the Steelers there because yep. he can still get off I the line up. pretty cleanly. Unfortunately, like I kind of think it's a little similar to like why I was still high on Allen Robinson before he went to the Rams or I was like, I the the deep stuff is is done but like he can still get off the line and get they into win. his routes cleanly yeah. but by the way that was like alan robinson when he's 29 years old and bateman's at like in his third yeah. NFL season and he's got God.
0: 20 pounds on bateman too <laughs> so. yes that's that's
1: true as well so i i digress with all this stuff but my point yeah. in saying is i'm with you that i think he's still from a technical perspective yeah still looks pretty advanced for a young receiver it's just i'm wondering if the similar with Gallup, too, where you've heard reports about the confidence in himself, yeah. like, has, has been shaken. I wonder if, and Bateman seems to make like one crushing mistake every single week. Yep. And I wonder if that's like just up there a little bit. Even, so I hope
0: not, but even his positive plays, because he's always just been like a first down machine, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he caught and ran, it was a game, it had been earlier in the year, might have been against the Texans. And he has a catch and um, he gets the first down and it's underneath. And he kind of like makes one guy miss. He goes, but he goes like straight out of bounds on the play as opposed to like, maybe just keep getting North. Like, and it's not like a, like a toughness thing, but it was more like, he was like, I don't want to cut again. Like, you know, like he was like, I don't want to cut off this foot again. And that has stuck with me just that one play. So when you're speaking about confidence, I think that's just a great thing to break up, bring up with him because I, I'm still a believer in him. I just, it's like, just I want to see him 100 percent healthy and with some confidence because there's still I want to see him how he played against the dolphins last year when he took that one to my oh house. Oh my god. Like, I, I know, know. I'm like, yeah, like, here we go. Woohoo! Like, there it goes. Yeah, but then he gets hurt like a couple weeks later. <laughs> well, like uh, I said, this is this is a safe space. where we're allowed to to, thank you. To, to to say like that oh. We go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say my my other one real quick before we get to ne- more negative. Uh is uh Jared Goff to Josh Reynolds has been oh nice, yeah, been great. Uh, really, that I love the Lions offense in general, but Josh Reynolds has the fourth highest explosive receptions per route in the league, only behind Tyreek Hill, Brandon Ayuk, and Nico Collins, your guy third uh so yeah and just successful targets per round he's just been josh reynolds has been a very nice player, player this year and actually i think some somewhat of a fancy surprise i would not say surprise 100%. but yeah just no, a nice fancy
1: yes a huge a huge surprise man. <laughs> I
0: mean, they were like you know over there on underdog
1: where all the sickos are drafting he would go like outside the 18th round so yeah you can say yeah. he's been
0: a big. that's a surprise, surprise. that yes absolutely no but yeah he's he's been nice the uh, entire lions offense but josh reynolds Jericho offense has been great um Last two, I'll just say here real
1: quick because I talk enough about these guys and people don't want to hear me talk about them enough. Number one, uh, Brandon Ayuk and uh, Brock oh. Purdy. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk's been amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a very Brandon Ayuk show and I okay. think I find a way to... I've talked about holding my Nico, ba- Nico Collins bags for a long time. I have been like the Brandon Ayuk guy for a long time, so it's great to see this kind of fully happening. And I think a lot of it is Purdy's anticipation on these in-breaking routes that's and also like i've said this before but that corner route that got called back against the cowboys like you couldn't pay jimmy g twice his salary to to make that throw ever so uh yeah a lot of that connection's been great don't need to spend a lot of time on that because i talk about brandon Ayuk every episode steph diggs and josh allen like oh. I, I mean they're still just so beautiful to watch but not yeah. a, a ton of surprise there so you and I are both positive guys, but let's get a little negative here. Um, Give me one connection that's kind of let you down so
0: far. You you mentioned uh, this name already, and that's Joe Burrow to T Higgins. Uh, That has just been, I mean, the entire Bengals offense with Burrow's calf, he looks a little better the last couple of weeks. So we'll see Um, is that, yeah, the entire offense just not been explosive, which is what happened last year. But this one feels more in a negative sense, uh, as opposed to like last year, it's efficient. It's it's that meme with a, the HR lady and she's like, you know, it's like the the ugly guy and then the handsome guy. It's yes. like, kind of like that. It's like when it's not the, it's when it's bad, it's not explosive. When it's good, it's efficient. That mm-hmm. that that's kind of how it goes right here. And so Love this offense, <laughs> they're both good players, but obviously uh, Higgins though is averaging less than one yard per route run. He's he's barely moving the chains. He's zero for six on targets of twenty or more air yards. Uh, you know, no catches on six targets. Like he's more comparable statistically this year to like Justin Watson or Mac Hollins than what you don't want to be you know.
1: in the Justin Watson zone. You no,
0: know, you do right? not. And we know what T Higgins is. He, I think he, I think all of us think he's a very good outside receiver. He's a true blue X. He's one of my, he's actually one of my archetype receivers that I love. And sure. we know what Joe yeah. Burrow could be. So, but it's just been this entire offense has been disappointing. And I think that connection has been, the most disappointing of the disappointing because I think they're coming around with Jamar Chase, especially against the Cardinals last week when Higgins was out. So that one's been want, want a little bit for me so far this year,
1: a hundred percent. Right. And you look at Joe Burrow's yards per attempt this year, uh, like 6.9 YPA in week five, but that's the clear outlier. Uh So other than the outlier of week one against the Browns and the Browns are the best defense in the NFL, right. but every other week it's 5.3, it's 5.4, it's 5.3, it's 5.5. Like, and, I kind of started to think this early on in the year that, I, I. By the way, I think there's a. And you can tell me if you disagree with this, but I think there's a at least a tier of separation between Jamar Chase and T. Higgins as players, which yeah. really isn't shade on T. Higgins. It's just more of who yeah. Jamar Chase is, right? right?
0: Jamar Jamar Chase is a fighting for an All Pro, uh,
1: yeah.
0: not every year. T. Higgins is fighting for a Pro Bowl, not every year that that's that's kind of my difference like that that's how i look that's at
1: per- it. perfectly said i i would have said like he's jamar chase is a fringe top five receiver and yep. only saying he's fringe because <laughs> there's like 10 top five receivers I say, in the NFL right now. like a rattle off yeah. right now yeah <laughs> exactly and, and teagans i would say is somewhere between like 15 and 20 maybe that's um, yeah that's Tegan's, fair yeah yep. so anyways Higgins very good player right like your top 20 receiver in the nfl potentially you're a very good player but i think because they're so limited offensively that even if t higgins is healthy and he's playing really well like his best routes are some of these like outbreaking vertical routes and he can definitely run some you know slants and digs and stuff mm-hmm. like that but even like a dig route is, is burrow consistently pushing the ball down the field on dig routes right like no so it's and that's the t. Higgins kind of, special <laughs> exactly and i'm yeah, like i know. Hey,
0: uh, it was worth and not throwing go balls which is no like it's gonna dunk on guys like i know so it's all the stuff that he wins with is just gone it's just that's it
1: tough when you're in your contract here too if you're if yeah
0: you're <laughs> not
1: uh not I'm great sure the
0: brown family is like yes I just, yeah I yeah am. yeah let's
1: this is a great buy low situation it, for us. How about that Christian
0: Kirk contract? That was that look for you now. Like oh, that? <laughs> that that's 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 rough. Um anyways,
1: yeah, so I hopefully Burrow can get healthier through the bye although they come back and they face the 49ers, so not exactly like ooh, smooth landing spot when you come off your bye week or you know, I think is 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 the situation there. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see
0: about T Higgins. I'm The, I'm, the defense know, letting up the lowest amount, lowest rate of explosive plays since 2001. Yeah, that's uh, 2002. So, yeah, that's uh, not exactly what you want to go against.
1: <laughs> no, not exactly. So, yeah, we'll see about T Higgins. But, yeah, I kind of think he's a little bit effed in this yeah. construction of the Bengals offense, which is a bummer. Um, I'll tell you what, big bummer for me so far this year. And I know you're a fan of this player as well sam howell to jahan dotson bro um i am really curious to pick your brain on this one because coming into this year man and look i think dotson is like a really really good player i don't think he's a number one receiver in in a best case scenario because um i don't know where you are in terry mclaurin but i i've been a fan of mclaurin forever i think he's like a top 10 receiver in the nfl he's really really good so it's going to be tough for John Dotson ever be the one on that team as long as Terry's there, but I still thought and by the way, Curtis Samuel's a really good player. Logan Thomas has looked very good. So just from a volume perspective, it's going to be tough for him to get there, but uh, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the fact that your quarterback's on pace to take 96 damn sacks. Right. <laughs> That's going to be a drive killer. Uh, I don't know how much of it is Dotson, who when I watch Dotson, I'm like, he's still kind of cutting guys up, and he looks really good as a route yeah. runner. Last week against the Falcons, notwithstanding, I think that was his worst game of the season. Uh, obviously, he dropped one pretty critical pass as well there. But overall, like, I don't know that the problem is with Dotson, the player. There's just been so little production so little even splash moments other than the touchdown to push the game to overtime against the Eagles yes um I don't know where where are we at with not really Dotson but just this Washington (laughs) offense in general which I also haven't necessarily been all that pressed with impressed with like schematically or like given I just talked to Charles McDonald yesterday for his show and he's like there's just no easy buttons in this offense and that is how I feel as well
0: that's exactly it I I'm glad because you're going to say how I feel about Dotson. I was going to go, I'm not sure how I feel about this whole team. Like (laughs) this offense, this whole team, even the defense at times looks inept. And then at times they look great. Like, and I I have no idea what to make of that. It's mostly inept, but it's been flashes are great. Like they also, they picked it up against the Falcons uh, up front, at least. And so it's just uh, watching against, uh, uh, but watching Dotson, I think one, you were kind of hitting on the head that they have a lot of mouths to feed. I think also because they get in so many negative situations, that's Terry time. You know, that is the number one read. I'm going to my ex on, on these types of plays. And I think with Dotson, he I'm with, I think he is a high, high end number two. And I think that's mm-hmm. how I looked at him coming to the league. I loved him. Like I, I thought there's this guy, this skill set. He's gonna be good in the red zone. He he has great catching range, he's a good route runner. Like he has a and he has a checks a lot of the athletic. Marks you want to see, but not maybe some of the size stuff. But I was like, this guy easily has a good role in the league. I think it's just a volume thing, I think it's the inconsistencies of the offense. I think once they get off the opening script, it's kind of up and down. And Dotson, when you have so many receivers that you like, you want to see a bunch of yards, and there's probably another connection that I think that you have on your list is when there's that many miles to feed and we're not moving the chains and consistently someone's going to lose out and usually it's the note it's not going to be the number one guy it's going to be the the auxiliary mouse that have to go out unless you're talking about like the saints <laughs> for for whatever whatever reason that you want to talk about with them but at least this team and maybe like the eagles because you know like what's mm-hmm. happening there and they're inconsistent throwing the ball i think that's just what happens these other guys just get squeezed out when you're not sustaining these drives
1: right and even if you look at dotson versus curtis samuel samuel's like your layup guy like yeah. okay i'm in trouble here like he is an easy button to press because yeah. he's like he does the gadget stuff but i've always been impressed with him like beating man coverage and, and especially on the he's underneath. he's great underneath
0: area. yeah yeah he's
1: oh, nice. yeah. curtis sam was a good player what yeah. drove me nuts earlier and like especially the thursday night game against um the bears and, and a couple of the games earlier was like the constant rotating of like I don't need like Diami Brown routes and I don't need right. Jamison Crowder in the year 2023 or like Byron Pringle. Cause he used to play for the offensive coordinator. Like we're, right. we're, we're good on that. Let's have like the dudes you've invested in. Like you signed Terry McLaurin to a $20 million deal. Five snaps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have drafted Jahan Dotson in the first round and Samuel's got a pretty decent free agent contract as well. Like I think that trio can be very, very good. But yeah. if your quarterback's on pace to take 96 sacks we can't say enough 96 sacks right. eight. that's just just absurd. think of you threw f-
0: half of those which is still forty-five sacks, which is still a lot. And then it's forty. Okay, that's forty-five balls that were thrown. That's what you know. That's forty-something times that Jahan Dotson could be getting a target. So it's not only that it's negative for the team; you're taking away even those opportunities as well. It's ridiculous.
1: Dotson <laughs> has fewer receiving yards than yards Sam Howell has lost to sacks so far this
0: year. That's a great stat. That's uh, amazing.
1: It's that, despicable. that's where those
0: yards went. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yeah. Where, where are your Jahan Dotson yards? They're driven into the dirt with Sam Howell back there.
0: That's my weight right now. I weigh the same. I weighed in college, but it just went from like my legs, (laughs) like in a good muscular way, straight to my stomach. So it's like, yeah, it's the same yards. It just went to a different place.
1: Yikes. But, but I love it. That's a great way of putting it. Um, we won't talk about, we will not talk about my collegiate weight on this podcast. Uh, okay. So yeah, he, that, he is a good of, way. that is kind of the state of the state, uh, uh, with the Washington commanders. I do think that things can get better, but I think some of this is going to have to be on Eric B enemy to, to change things up. I, n- schematically maybe just concept wise to get the ball out of his hands faster to right. ease up some of the protection and stuff and um hopefully they can troubleshoot that during the season but we shall see are there uh any other connections you want to hit on from a negative standpoint here
0: uh i just want to talk about i want to be like more like Dak prescott to brandon cooks i thought it was just a little bit more out of that they're mm-hmm. kind of they're trying to get him going a little bit give him some jet sweeps and stuff like i knew he wasn't going for like a thousand yards or even 900 even but i was like that'll be a little bit more consistent kind of production there and usage there that might be a little bit because there's such a horizontal west old school west coast quick game offense and Brandon Cooks to me is a vertical guy (laughs) I mean just intermediate vertical guy so I think they're trying to figure him out but that one's kind of just been a little bit of a letdown and I was just gonna say overall Alec Pierce he's just been Mm -hmm. just I'm so deflated on him come on man I, I think you liked him you were okay with him as well
1: yeah, I, I, I think he's a good three, and unfortunately, yeah. I think like I think Michael Pittman's way better than him. I'm a big Michael Pittman fan and a big Josh Downs fan, which is funny. It's like the the Washington trio. we like I like all these guys in a certain yeah. sense, although I, I think Washington's guys I'm higher on just generally. Like yeah, if I'm ranking they're like the a little two, better versions of it. Yeah,
0: yeah
1: <laughs> right, like. McLaurin's a better one than Pittman, and I think well, yeah, I think Do- Dotson's a better two than Josh Downs, and like yeah. I think Curtis Amos a better three than Alec Pierce. But yeah. it's very similar. We're like, all right, I can't. If one of these guys loses out, well, at least one of my other dudes is like producing here, and and that's kind of been the case with both those teams. But yeah, Pierce is just, especially when Richardson was playing. And I know you're like you obviously said you love Richardson. Yeah. I was a big fan of what I was seeing out of him too, and and he was just getting the ball to the first read so often, and like Pierce is because the type of routes he runs yep. is never going to be the first read it's always yep. going to be Pittman and i really like Pittman's route running over the middle and and clearly both of these coaching staffs do because he gets pummeled with
0: targets so mm-hmm. um i
1: i i think Pierce is a fine role player i
0: think That's it what it is. is. I was like i i was like oh he could be maybe a real good number 2 but i think now i'm like no he's a he's a good auxiliary piece like you know like you said a role player like where it's like he's going to have a game where it's like oh yes three catches and they go for a bunch of yards and then he's gonna have a bunch of games where it's like two targets you know three yeah. targets for, it's just that's what his role is gonna be i think i just had to come to accept it because uh, i was like man there's a little bit more out of a more to tap into it's like ah now here's gonna be a, a field stretcher although he did have an okay he had a pretty cool catch last week but I, yeah uh, that those those are those are gonna come the cool catches are, are gonna come, are. come he's course. gonna have some dunks he's got some really cool dunks he's like gerald green and basketball yeah. where it's like yeah like a couple cool dunks a year but not a good oh, basketball player basketball <laughs> references oh over your head uh what, bro, anything outside bro. football that i could go no with no no, no. Well, I, I mean I'm... i
1: my best sport actually growing up and this is really like be, harman's best sport is a huge asterisk uh was baseball so like, okay. but i have not consumed baseball in so long gotcha bro because like here's the deal, and. I, so much of my brain is dedicated to to football, like it's an unhealthy, absurd amount. Luckily, it's turned into a career, so that's good. That's if I started, if I, man. if I, <laughs> if I, if I, <laughs> if I yeah, right, if I started to take in like other sports i would forget like where i live my wife's name you know what what food goes to which dog you know so uh
0: gotta gotta do what i gotta do my baseball references on our show is always like if anyone knows it stops at like 2009 and it's like oh yeah because that's like kind of when i stopped watching baseball but there's like a lot of baseball references like put like nick swisher And like, you know, like Edgar (laughs) Martinez, like, you know, that's, those are the references I'm bringing up. No one relevant right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. For me, it was like, who was in the Ken Griffey Jr. game on N64? Those were my guys. (laughs) Yes,
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Or SNES. They, uh, oh my God. Some of those fake names I used to know off the top of my head. Of course I don't now, because I now have even more useless information up there. (laughs) We are, we are truly like
1: treasure troves of useless information that would, that would absolutely help nobody. Uh, I mean, we're do you yeah. i'm sure you've played the immaculate grid right yes it does yeah. work uh it does that work for yeah you, it works for that and like i don't play it individually but we've gotten bad about it but like one of my group chats like one guy will post the grid every day and then we'll all try to guess it i can speed through that thing really fast oh, yeah. like it's great I was like oh eagles and rams how about connor barwin uh, my friend's like it's Connor Barwin, bro. What are you talking about? uh Okay. Before there's, we couple, get
0: to- there's been a couple teams like when it's like a team that my dad was with or I was with, and I could just go like I was like, oh, thank you, because it's just I could think, oh yeah, we signed that special teams guy. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy kicked for two teams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Elling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like uh, just these random dudes from 2001 Vikings teams. 0.8
1: <laughs> percent of people have guessed this, and it's mostly just been you and other people who were tangentially related to that coaching staff right um okay all right before we get out of here just two more i want to run by you real quick and these can be kind of rapid fire um well actually you mentioned jalen hurts to devonta smith and i know you and i are both big fans of of smith um mm-hmm. pff, such a good route runner um his ability against press coverage is really good despite the size he had a couple drops last week the misconnect contested catch attempt um i think you're you're right to say and maybe there's more you want to expand on this but i think you're right to say there's just like Something's a little off in that Eagles offense. Maybe it's Jalen Hurts just not playing quite to the level that he did last year. They're breaking in a new coordinator, but I think they have stripped things down to okay, we have a freak show as our number one receiver, and like let's just get this guy going, and we'll figure out the rest as it goes. I know people want to make a lot about oh the sideline disputes. Like okay, go read a go read a gossip magazine and leave the football right. to, to the rest of us here. AJ Brown's just an elite player in the league and I think Devonta Smith I think it's better than T Higgins so I think like but it's a similar I, do too. Sort of, I
0: actually was yeah. curious what you th- feel about that I do too though I, I think Devontae's, he he's up there
1: <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's he's up there it's a similar phenomenon though where like one these guys are both really good but yeah Brown again is a top five receiver and Devontae's he's, probably like 12 13 14.
0: Exactly. I was gonna say top twelve-ish. Yeah, exactly. It's it's truly what like it, when people go, well, it's a one A, one B like I just did with Stroud and Richardson, but it's like there's still an A. There's still exactly. you know, still an A to that B, you know. <laughs> so I, I think that's overall the offense, uh, the passing game because the run game has been great, but passing game has been just so inconsistent. I think they tried to they got excited about all the new stuff they could maybe do. New offensive coordinator, kind of going like, ooh, look what I can do. And I think that's kind of they got away from you know, the hits. And I think maybe last game, the last two games, the Rams game, especially that's why Dallas Goddard had a big game. They sprinkled in some of the stuff, some screens, some a little bit, but they're kind of not just doing the easy buttons. We talked about that with a different team, but the screens, the RPOs, that's kind of just gone away. And also it feels like to me, um, with Steichen was, was, just, was just such a, a smart play caller. And I call him the Occam's Razor coach because it's just that it was the simplest answer. It was just he, and then if you don't stop it, I'm just going to do it again. (laughs) And if you don't stop it, I'll just do it again. And if you take that one thing away, I'll do the counter off of it. And I think with this offense, they just aren't doing that. They're like, oh, we got 40 play calls. We got to get to all 40. As opposed to like, hey, that worked. And a Devontae Smith drop happened. I can think of an RPO they ran in the first quarter. Devontae Smith drops the glance route and which is rare <laughs> i mean it's about this Smith i i mean love his it, truly he had the highest graded hands i've said this multiple times but the highest graded hands i've ever given a receiver prospect because i yeah. just think his ball skills are just so good but he drops that ball okay fluky thing it would have gone for 20 run it again it's a safe right. play for you just run, they never call it again the entire so true. game and so they're just getting away from that easy stuff and they're going to figure it out. They have too much talent and they have enough minds on there to figure some things out. But I think uh, Lane Johnson going down is going to hurt last game. Jalen hurts bailed out or had 11 pass attempts outside the pocket. And I think that's where you, why you see the AJ Brown targets is because sometimes that's out of broken place. And Mm he, I'll, I would find the guy with the red, shoes too who's really big and really <laughs> fast <laughs> that i'm finding him too so i think that is you know he he i think that was the most pass attempts he outside had outside the pocket since uh october two years ago hmm. so that was before jalen hurts kind of leveled up it was kind of the old jalen hurts where he's bailing out of everything he's just not really seeing it he's not really trusting it right now and i think they just have to get back to like i said the hits that they were playing last year even if they want to do new things but I think they might figure it out, but I do not think they'll ever hit the levels they did last year because that's too hard, anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah, there was going to be some natural regression there. And I'm with you that Steichen is one of my favorite offensive designers and play callers because it's just like this works. Exactly. Over and over again. Like that's coordinators and play callers who are players over plays and will just spam what works every single time. Those are chef's kiss. I know.
0: It sounds so simple, but it's just like when you watch it. When you watch a bad offense and you watch a good offense, not saying the Eagles are a bad offense, but you watch an inconsistent one, and then you watch one that's just clicking, and you're like, "Oh, what's the difference?" It's like, "Oh yeah, because they they're just hitting the they're running the plays that are going for good gains, and they're just running that play. (laughs) It's like they don't get away from it. They don't get away from it, and then they do the counter punches off it. But yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but I agree with you. Steigen's just he's one of the good ones.
1: Uh, You can always interrupt me uh, on this show at any time. Uh, Last one here. Derek Carter, Chris Olave. Yeah. This is an, an offense I have no faith in, like, um, figuring out. Like, you, Taysom Hill gets like a season high in usage last week. That's usually like the sign that I would say when a coordinator is trying to get the, like, Frank Reich saying, Oh, look, we got to get Leviska to Chenault some more snaps, like, early in the year. It's like, you get um, your Taysom Hill. That's like, well, we're out of ideas. So let's try the Taysom Hill yep. stuff. That is a concerning sign. Obviously, they play on Thursday night this week, but you've got like Saints fans on Twitter apparently, like calling out Chris Olave's effort on clear out routes. I'm like, what are we talking about here? I don't know if you've seen any of that this year. No. I mean, he's not. Yeah, me neither. And like, I know he's not 100% healthy. So like, maybe he's not running. Your, the post route that Derek Carr is never supposed to throw that he threw anyways, like maybe he wasn't running that at full speed because he's trying to save himself for the routes that matter right. <laughs> because he's got a toe injury. Um, This is very similar when people were like trying to call Drake London out for being slow on clear out routes as a rookie. I remember you and I were both part of that discourse. Uh, yes, I, yes, we that, That's something I should never remember. And I somehow remember uh, that. Oh. That's shameful. But regardless, I think Chris Olave <laughs> has been good this year, but. Yeah,
0: I, I, I think the whole offense is just empty calories. That's just what oh, yeah, it just feels sure like it. it. But I, I'm with you that Olave's oh, still been good. Underlying numbers and when the ball does go his way, it's like, oh yeah, there he is. There's that, that awesome player <laughs> that route runner can take the top off. Uh No, I, I'm with you. I just think it's so frustrating. Like Rashidi is a good player and like he's really oh, just yeah. been, yeah. yeah, but sometimes where it's like, why is he getting that touch and not Chris Olave <laughs> like why like why, again we talk about the difference between good and excellent and and above average and good and all that the tier differences some of those targets or some of those plays maybe should go to your you know your top guy um so I do feel like I think this offense is gonna be frustrating throughout the whole year Derek Carr with an offensive line that's leaky right now is not a usually a good combination um we'll see but I I'm with you I think it's just a it, I I'm describing it as empty calories is how I describe that offense right now
1: I totally agree. And it's weird too, because like they're actually pretty dramatic, not super dramatic, but like first half, second half splits for Chris Olave, too, where like in the first half, they seem to never really kind of not never again like y- you look at the target share it's like 22 percent target share in the first huh. half um for chris olave and then you look at like the second half of games that goes up because it feels like oh we're- oh that's right <laughs> right right oh yeah this guy yeah for no. for, 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 for 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 yeah, for, yeah I'm, I'm trying to be nice here i'm not gonna not gonna curse yeah. of, but 26.5 uh target share in the second half. It goes up there. Yeah. The air yard share goes up to like 46% because it's like, oh, right, we need to dig ourselves out of this hole. Yes. Let's go to, to this guy who's really, really good and basically always open. So um, hopefully we can see the best out of Chris Olave because yeah. I just think you should build the whole plane out of this guy, but they don't seem to do that in New
0: Orleans. So he should I'll be getting you. 15 targets a game. It's like easy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even the underlying numbers though are like still positive with them. It's just uh, I think this is kind of where – kind of sums it up he's 16th in successful target per route which is you know that's pretty damn good you know 13 and a half percent but then explosive reception per route it's at 3.6 percent and that's just Derek Carr to a T. just a lot of underneath stuff a lot of yep. stuff and let you go and so if we just look at explosives it's he's near middle of the pack but that's like you know you got a guy that has so much juice with the ball in his hands as a splitter he's not going to juke a lot of guys but as a guy that should be able to just catch and run i mean catch anything and run anything it's kind of feel like he's getting pigeonholed right now which is really not what you want to see 1.05
1: yards per route run in the first half 2.96 oh there you go yeah (laughs) i i don't know if there's anything to that but uh it is something to monitor well nate really appreciate you man this was awesome Hell of a conversation. We covered a ton of ground things that nobody needed to hear about. uh, (laughs) And things that I think many people needed to hear about at the wide receiver position specifically, tell the people where uh, they can find you and and everything you got going on, both at the athletic and at Yahoo.
0: Yeah. Find me at Yahoo. Uh, The overhangs out every Thursday Uh, this week. I think I'm going to be writing about offensive struggles league wide because it's actually pretty stark. Once you start breaking down the numbers. Uh, uh, And also I'm going to give a shout out to Byron young, uh, edge player for the Rams don't want to give away too much in an article but that's really the gist of it uh but also you can hear me on the athletic football show uh podcast uh on the athletic with Robert Mays Sundays and Thursdays and then I also do prospects to pros uh through the athletic with Dan Brugler where we cover prospects and also young players in the NFL so that's been a lot of fun too we had uh Brandon Thorne Brandon on this week and I got to talk about receivers today and yesterday I got to talk about offensive linemen for an hour and center play and wrestling background so that the was a lot of players as well. yeah covering, the, the, covering I mean, the full the full spectrum there not um, at all. yeah got a specialist no, I, pod coming in a couple months so we'll, we'll get to we'll get to kickers and punters and long snappers then <laughs>
1: incredible stuff well yeah i if you're somehow listening to this and you don't listen to the athletic football show um yeah i couldn't say enough things i've told both nate and robert separately it's one of my favorite shows uh and i i'm pretty picky about podcasts so uh it's one of the ones i I love to listen to so definitely check those guys out and make sure you read nate's weekly article at yahoo all right hell of an episode uh james will probably james better be back next week man i can't this is too much hosting for me between this and yahoo so until then we'll see y'all next time